Welcome to this week's study of the book of Hebrews. Thank you very much for joining us in our journey as we study Hebrews. Today we are on Hebrews chapter 10. We are studying about Jesus, the complete sacrifice. One would call it Jesus, the perfect sacrifice. I would call it Jesus, the better sacrifice. Now, the study of our memory text today is coming from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Because by one offering, he is made perfect forever, those who are being made holy. So it is by one offering, Jesus has made perfect forever, those who are being made holy. Now, if you had an understanding of the um, Jewish system or the Israelite system, you would appreciate that uh, they had a lot of sacrificial systems that they did. Now, for any of the covenant relationships to start, there was need for a sacrifice. Last week, we learned about a covenant. Now, for them to be able to enter into a covenant, um, there was need to have animals that were sacrificed. These were mature animals, uh, three years old, a heifer, uh, birds, you know, that was sacrificed. And that animal was cut into half. And the halves will be put next to each other and there will be a space in between to walk on. So what would happen is uh, during the covenant making process, the people that are making the covenant would walk in between the animals. They would walk between the dead animals. Now, what this signified was that, you know, the parties of the covenant are agreeing that in the event that any one of them falls short of the covenant, breaks the covenant, their fate will be like the fate of the animals that are to their left and to their right. So the covenants were, 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 were born out of the shedding of blood. So that was, that, that was the, the, the starting point. This meant that um, for the covenant between Israel and God, if any party failed to meet the terms of the covenant, there will be shedding of blood. Now, to augment that covenant, uh, God gave Israel a number of uh, offerings or sacrificial systems that were used to be able to teach them about uh, the role of salvation or the way of salvation. And also those sacrificial systems represented Christ. They would point the Israelites or, or the Jews to Christ. Now, there are about five offerings that were there. There was the bent offering, there was the grain offering, there was the peace offering, there was a purification offering, and also the guilt offering. In summary, the bent offering uh, used to burn completely on the altar, and that represented Christ's life that was given in totality for our salvation. So the bent offering signified Christ giving his whole life. The grain offering you know, was a, was a thankful for provision to God for, for the bumper harvest or for the blessings. And uh, uh, it also represents that Christ is our bread of life. So the grain offering pointed us to Christ as our bread of life and also we're thankful for God's provision. Now, the peace offering was uh, an offering that was uh, taken as a communal meal between family members and friends to celebrate the well-being that God had provided. Now, it also represented Christ who brought peace through his sacrifice. So that's the peace offering. Purification offering and the guilt offering were all redemptive in nature. They were all for the forgiveness of sins. But the difference would be the gift offering will be where it is possible for restitution. 
So the guilt offering required a person to go and uh, provide restitution for whatever they had done. So these are the offerings that were there. And these offerings were pointing to Christ. Uh, they were teaching the Israelites the role of Christ. Now, what these systems teach us is that, you know, it's not only about accepting Jesus Christ. Accepting Jesus Christ doesn't stop there. It, 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 there's need for us to, 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 to keep learning from Jesus Christ. That's feeding from him. There's need for us to share him, just like how, like how you do our, 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 our peace offering, where we have our communal meal. We need to share Christ, his benefits with other people. There's also need for us to provide restitution to those who have wronged. Uh, like what Zacchaeus had done. He says, for everyone that I've stolen, I'll give back. Now, it brings responsibilities for accepting Christ. It is not only saying I accept Jesus Christ and it is all, but there was a need for one to have certain other responsibilities. Now, looking at the sacrifices that were there and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, they, we want to compare and see the part where we're saying that Jesus' sacrifice was better or Jesus' sacrifice was complete or Jesus' sacrifice was perfect. Now, I'll run down uh, from Christ's side. His sacrifice was once and for all. But the animal sacrifices were daily and annually. You know, Jesus' sacrifice was administered by one priest, Christ himself. You know, but the other sacrifices were administered by many priests because they would not be able to copy in office in perpetuity because of death. Now, Christ's sacrifice would cleanse us from all unrighteousness, would cleanse the conscience. Christ's sacrifice is able to put away sin. Now, further, you know, Christ's sacrifice, Christ chose to be sacrificed, but the animals didn't choose to be sacrificed. Christ knew what was happening when he was being sacrificed, but the animals had no idea what was going on. Christ was the Son of God, or is the Son of God. The animals were offsprings of another animal. And lastly, Christ's sacrifice was able to make us perfect, or Christ's sacrifice is able to make us perfect. Now, Paul says the, the blood of, of bulls and goats is not able to make us perfect. So it's, it's showing us how Christ's perfect is complete. Christ's perfect is, perf is better. Christ's sacrifice is perfect. Now, I, I want us to go further to, 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 to the sacrificial system that was there at the time. Now, um, the daily sacrifices that, that, were, that, that, that were done, every sinner would come every day or any other day to the temple, to the sanctuary, and the priest would uh, sacrifice an animal and take the blood and put it in the, in the sanctuary. And so every day the sanctuary became unclean. And, and when the sinner came with their sacrifice, they would transfer their sin, their guilt, into the sanctuary. So when the sinner left the sanctuary, they were free from sin. They were free from the guilt of sin. They had transferred it to the sanctuary. And once a year, uh, the high priest would, would come in and uh, the blood that was sprinkled on that curtain that separated the holy from the host holy place would be cleaned. They would take that curtain and then they would put it on the goat Azazel and then that goat Azazel, which represented Christ, would carry the sins of the whole community and then it would go and perish in the desert. That goat represented Satan, who is the author of sin. So this is the system that happened. Now, I want to point out that this very system was what Christ did. Christ, the better sacrifice. Now, 
when Christ died on the cross, when Christ died on the cross, what happened was he took all the sins of the world and he bore them on himself. He became sin for us, you know. So what happened was every person now who asks for forgiveness, no matter what sin they've committed, who asks for forgiveness, their sins are transferred to Christ. They can live peacefully. They can live a guilt-free life because you have transferred your sins to Christ and Christ will bear those sins. And that is why he died on the cross. Now, the part of cleansing, when Christ died and resurrected, there's the last part where, where the, the way Christ has to cleanse the sanctuary. Now, this part where Christ is going to cleanse the sanctuary is when he's going to come back. Remember, Christ is going to come back with the retinue of angels. When he comes back, he's going to transfer all the sins to the devil. And then the devil, like what Revelation tells us, will then carry the sins of the whole world. Now, Christ will bring complete eradication of sin. And that is what is going to happen. The first part he has done, he has died for our sins. The second part is what we are waiting for. The cleansing of the sanctuary, the second coming of Christ, the transferring of those sins from Christ to the devil, and then sin will be no more. Now, Hebrews chapter 10 teaches us that Jesus is the better, perfect, complete sacrifice. His sacrifice is able to cleanse you and me from our sins and all unrighteousness. I urge you to give him a chance today. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen.